do 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 da 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 do 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 Week nine of The Art of Performers is here, and I'm curious. Have any of you wondered how you ended up listening to me talk week after week to some of the coolest people in performing arts? I'd say it's a long story, but it was actually equal parts impulsivity and inevitability. I have been a great many things in my short time on earth, but at my core, I am always an artist. My mom says I sang before I talked, and there's video to prove it. But once I did start talking, I think I never stopped. I love to tell stories and ask questions, and I love to learn. That's part one of the recipe. The second part is I also love to create things, and I learn best by doing. I'm self-taught on most of the instruments I play, I learned how to direct from being in the moment, and I started choreographing at age 11. I just like to figure things out. I think my biggest fans would call me multi-talented, and if that's true, talent attracts talent. I have made so many friends throughout my life that can do everything from sketch comedy to acrobatics. Friends who spend their time on stage, side stage, backstage, and in the control booth. I really do believe that if you put all of my friends in one room, there's nothing they couldn't do. One of my greatest talents is collecting the best people. You know those friends who you make growing up but lose touch with over the years, but you always cheer them on from afar while they take over the world? And even better, when you do finally talk, it's like you never missed a beat. That's the best part of having a podcast. I get to talk to them about their amazing lives. This week, I am doing just that, as my guest happens to be one of those superhero, multi-talented friends who I have cheered on for years, Mandy Fisher. And reconnecting with her has been a blast. For those of you who have recently attended Pebblebrook High School, she's a bit of a legend. But beyond that, Mandy is an experienced and successful actor and voice actor based in New York, where she is currently taking over the game. In fact, you may recognize her bright and versatile voice from over a hundred different commercials, audiobooks, and promos. Recently, she created Disaster Human, the perfect podcast for 2020, where she does everything from exploring dichotomous emotions to singing a little Disney. So yeah, you could say she's pretty great. And she's here to give you some advice too. So. Join us and wonder why we don't have our own show as we explore career investment, cultural shifts in the industry, and nurturing the talent within. Let's go. Hello. Hey. Hi. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. It's so How nice to hear you? your voice. I cannot believe we haven't <laughs> talked in like a million years. I know. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? You know, hanging in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just like, I'm so excited to have you on, especially just with your podcast lately, which, by the way, is so refreshing and honest. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love it. I love the topics that you covered, especially right now. And um, I just think they're so 
Oh, topical is such a redundant word, but they are. I mean, they're just really relevant right now. And um, I, I love what you're doing with that. I just think that's fantastic. Thank you. That's so kind. And I let me tell you how much I'm obsessed with your podcast. Oh, thank like, you. It's so fun and interesting and engaging. And- thank you. That's so sweet. And thank you for having me. I'm so excited to do this. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on. Are you ready to jump in? Can we jump in? Absolutely. Awesome. Fantastic. Okay. So I remember when you auditioned for Performing Arts High School at Pebble Brook, um, but I know you have a much longer history with Performing Arts even before that. Do you remember your inciting moment of wanting to get into performing? You know, it's so funny um, because I always tell people that you know, I came tap dancing out of the womb. <laughs> um, but that moment for me was definitely like in the third grade, I was involved in a program called Odyssey of the Mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've done it pretty much every year in elementary school. Um, and I did it through middle school as well, but it was in the third grade. And we had to perform our skit in front of the whole school and and I was just like I've got this like I feel awesome and I was excited about doing it and not scared or nervous or anything I had all of this confidence you know as a seven eight year old (laughs) and I just loved like I loved the idea of performing in front of people and I think that was really one of the first times that I had done it and then it was just like snowballed from there any chance I got around that time it was like around that time seven eight years old where I was really like this is what I'm gonna do yeah absolutely I love that it was OM because I feel like all of us who did OM it just incited a spark for whether it's like performing arts or it was something that we wanted to do in engineering or problem solving it just it really instills something in you as like a small kid Absolutely. I mean, and because it was such a well-rounded program with the STEM, it was STEM before STEM was STEM, you know? It was like one of those things that you had to really use all parts of your brain, the scientific side, the creative side, um, getting those performing arts, you know, out. It was just, it was such a perfect program and it really shaped who I was um, as a performer even. I mean, it really just instilled in me all of the preparedness, all of the, you know, the really um, difficult things that you have to learn as a grown-up about being on time and, you know, being organized. Like, I learned all of that because of OM, and it really shaped who I am as well, and then went on to make it your career, and you've been so successful 
in your career, especially in the voice acting world. And I love that for you. What has that journey been like for you? You know, know, it wasn't really planned. Um, I had done, um, I had done some voiceover work in high school and um, it was back in the time when sort of voiceover was not seen as like the cool thing to do. You know, everyone wanted to do commercial and theater and TV and, Um, there was, the voiceover industry was really seeing a gigantic shift because, um, the internet came about. And so, you know, instead of recording something and then mailing a CD across the country to, you know, the casting directors and producers in Chicago, you know, you could just email files overnight and it really, you know, we really experienced this huge shift, but there was not, you know, a giant there was not a giant community of voiceover actors, especially in the Atlanta area. So once I, my feet kind of got wet there, um, I was I was booking a commercial like every other day. And my mom would come and pick me up at school and I would run to the studio, record, and then come back to school and finish my classes. And it was like, you know, all of these, all of these commercials were bubbling up and there wasn't a large community to record them. So I really had a great opportunity to kind of fill that gap for, you know, my age group because there just wasn't a lot of, there just wasn't a lot of talent interest, even interested in voiceover. Um, So I was really lucky that I had that opportunity, you know, pretty early on. And then when I graduated high school and went on to college, um, you know, I was not doing any voiceover work. I was, you know, I was trying to be on Broadway. I was in New York City. That's the whole reason why I came to New York City was to be on Broadway. And I got a job as a swing and then I got injured. And so I couldn't, I couldn't perform for a while. And I was like, look, I've got to have something to, you know, pay the bills to fulfill, you know, sort of my creative energy and like do something. And I, I got a voiceover agent and I was like, look, here's my time frame right now. I'm wide open because I can't rehearse. I can't do anything. So just book me, like book me out, send me on, you know, send me on auditions. Like I need to do something. And that's kind of when I fell back in love with it um, because I just couldn't do, I couldn't do anything else because uh, I had broken my foot. So I couldn't, um, couldn't do anything else. And I needed to, I needed to be working. And that's really, that was really a turning point um, in my career. And that's where I, I just put laser focused on voiceover. And I've kind of been doing that ever since. That's amazing. I love that. Um, also, I just want to like touch on the fact that you're like, I went to New York and then I got booked as a swing, which is like a huge deal. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to make that sound so casual, but uh, I, I spent, you know, back in the day, like in, in college, I mean, I'm old now. So back in the day, I would be auditioning from, you know, 8 a.m. until like 7 p.m. I would literally go door to door with my stupid little printed out resumes and headshots and just I would slip them under people's doors. And I did that for a year and a half before I was cast in anything. I mean, you know, like, you know how the audition process is. It's not like, you know, you don't just, I did come to New York with stars in my eyes for sure, but they were quickly, they were quickly dwindled out when I realized not just the amount of people that are here, the mass amount of people trying to do the exact same thing, but also the complete and total replicates of my type 
and yes. my abilities. And, you know, it didn't matter that I played five instruments and spoke two languages and did all that. That could not have possibly mattered any less, it, you know, and you know that from doing it as well. But um, it was really just the combination of right time, right place, luck, and, you know, the little bit of talent that I have um, all working together in synchronicity. <laughs> no, it's so funny. I remember auditioning for Frozen the first time they were putting it up because I, you know, was up there at that time and it was like wall to wall blondes. And I'm like, oh, yep. like, oh cool. This is going to be great. great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I totally hear you. But I miss it every day. I miss it. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it holds a special place in your heart. And you're in New York still. And um, that brings me actually into my, my next topic, which is COVID, which is what, you know, I love to talk to people about. But you are experiencing it in New York in a different way than the rest of the United States. What has that been like for you? Not great. I mean, you know, and, and again, everyone is dealing with, with it in such a variety of different ways, but in the entertainment industry specifically, it has been debilitating. And, you know, luckily I was already, I already have a built-in studio in my apartment and I was able Mm -hmm. to continue working. Um, But there was, I saw a sort of mad rush when it was decided that, you know, Broadway was not going to be opening, um, I saw this mad rush of my friends and colleagues trying to put together home studios in their apartments and trying, you know, flooding the uh, message boards with questions about which kind of soundproofing to get and how to DIY a booth. And is it worth it to get, you know, this type of acoustic paneling? I mean, just the amount of people trying to build something out so that they could work. I mean, I really felt I really felt for these artists because they were really put between a rock and a hard place and trying to figure out, you know, what they were going to do because, you know, um, unemployment only lasts for so long. And although the unions did provide some support, that only lasted for so long. And seeing just this kind of topsy-turvy world, I mean, you know, New York City is always going to change and there's been an evolution in in the industry um, forever but this definitely you know this is a this is a turning point that we will all remember and we'll be like holy crap did that really happen to to us in 2020 like there's definitely a before 2020 and things that were happening and an after 2020 the way things are happening and not all necessarily for the worse I mean I have gained a lot of new skills because I've had to become my own engineer and record things in my home and and actually be the one that mixes them and sweetens them and adds music and does all of these things that I never knew how to do before. So I love that I have this new skill set. But, you know, it's definitely not something that I was ever anticipating. Oh, yeah. Um, what invention is born out of necessity. I think it's it's really interesting when we are able to teach ourselves things, but when you want to versus when you have to yes. are very, very different things. Um, and it does make you well-rounded. It makes you, you know, more castable later on. It makes you able to kind of take charge in your own way. But at the same time, it's like, shouldn't people be <laughs> helping me do this? 
<laughs> yeah, I've definitely had, I feel like I've had a couple of aneurysms working with all of the new software that I have, um, you know, because it's fallible and unfallible and it, connecting this way has not been easy, um, but it's definitely been a challenge that I am happy. I'm happy that we've had had this challenge, but it, it's also it's also just changed things you know, forever. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so speaking of change, what do you see changing in performing arts going forward? And also what would you like to see? Oh man. Um, I've definitely seen, you know, with all of the kind of cultural things going on, um, in the world right now, uh, especially in voiceover, um, I would say I used to get castings for, all kinds of all kinds of things, um, you know, not even just gender specific, but racially specific. I could be sent a, a, an audition for something that is meant for a person of color, and I don't get those anymore, which I think is great because it shouldn't be sent to me because I'm not a person of color. And you know, I I think people are much more aware now of how they are approaching not just casting but being sensitive to all the variety of wonderful actors there are out there and finding the right person for the job has never been more relevant. And I love that. Um, and I think continuing that trend, um, not just now, but forever, <laughs> um, is something that I'd really like to see. Um, because it makes us more self-aware as actors, right? We have to be so cognizant of who we are at any given time. And it just kind of gives us that, that, much needed reminder that that's true, not just on one particular day, but all of the time. And so, you know, to me, that's been that kind of reminder to be that much more self-aware in these situations. Um, you know, I hope that, I hope that continues. I agree with you. I definitely do. I think it's really fascinating seeing what has happened as a, you know, from a cultural standpoint. And um, this year has been honestly revolutionary. Um, but awareness is is a positive that has come out of 2020. And I really agree with you. I hope it sticks and goes forward and it doesn't just fleet um, as so many things seem yeah. to do, which is crazy. And I think the kindness factor, too, like I think people have just been much more kind and patient. Um, you know, you remember getting emails from um, a variety of people, whether they're producers or casting directors or even my agent. And I think everyone has just been a lot more patient and kind, um, which, again, I hope I hope sticks as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The last person I had on my podcast, if anyone hasn't listened yet, you should listen, but she is my adorable Australian friend, and she brought this positivity to the table about 2020 that I personally had not experienced, and I just sit back and think about it after we talked last week, and I just thought, God, there is, there's so much that has come out of this that is going to potentially change everything going forward, and it's the best place that we could be from an artistic standpoint as far as awareness goes of other people and of kindness and of how we need to change. And we're going to talk about you and your personal career goals going forward. So I know what you want to see change around you. I know what you're experiencing, but what, what does it look like for you, your yeah. personal goals going forward and what you have planned? Um, what, my career goals. Yeah. So um, I also have a podcast and I started it kind of, 
in the middle, like right at the beginning um, of COVID, like before things really started getting bad in New York City, um, I kind of, I kind of knew that studios were shutting down. I wasn't getting called in uh, to come into studios as often, and they were asking me to record things from home, um, which was fine, but I was like, all right, there's there's something going on. If these major studios are not opening, then it's, it's starting to get really bad. And I, you know, just for my own safety, started working from home a lot more often. And um, I had to update a lot of my equipment I bought some new microphones, and I think, you know, now that, as I mentioned before, I have this new skill set, um, I'd really love to get into animation. And, you know, I think every little girl's dream growing up is to be a Disney princess and, like, voice a Disney princess. And I would love to voice a character. I mean, I've done some animation, some cartoons, but nothing, no leads, and that is definitely something on my radar for, you know, this year, but, but in the next five years to whether it's gaming or animation or something that I can really see the character come to life. Um, I've done a lot of audiobooks, and while that's fun, it's not necessarily the same thing. And I think having that arena to really play and explore my voice more and, you know, use different aspects of my acting toolbox, I, that's my goal is to just continue to play and expand my skill set even further. Absolutely. You have such a dynamic voice too. Um, when I was preparing to interview you, I wanted to just check out everything that you've been doing and you have your reels up and it's very professional. Uh, but I just love how you, <laughs> um, you have a great voice for commercial. You have a great one for narration and for, you know, everything. And I think it would be so great to see you in a character and kind of bring someone to life because you're so full of life just in your voice. And I love that I can hear that. No, oh, thank you. I, you know, like you, it's, it's a passion. And when you start talking about these things and you start really thinking very clearly about some of these things that you want to do, and maybe you haven't even talked about them, you know, I don't know the last time I really talked about, you know, wanting to do this. And it just brings that flood of energy back into you. And like, now I'm going to go through the rest of my day being excited about all of the work that I have to do, because I'm thinking about, all right, well, maybe today is the day that I'm going to be able to take that next step, or maybe there um, I'll meet somebody or I'll be, you know, in a session and somebody will say, Hey, by the way, are you free for, for this? I mean, and that's how, that's something else I really love about the industry because you never know who you're going to meet and how that is, that is going to affect your career and how that's going to bring you to places is you might not even realize are are a thing and that's that's how I that's how I feel about the industry I think everybody whether it's voiceover or not they want you to succeed they want you know they want you to show your talents because those are such gifts that we can all take something from so I'm just I feel very lucky that the voiceover community, especially right now, has been so open and I, I have gotten referrals because of who I've worked with. Uh, you know, they've like, all right, well, she might be available for this. And that leads to the next thing, which leads to the next thing. And that's kind of, you know, what I hope for as well, seeing seeing more of that community moving forward. Yeah. So I want to ask, do you have any advice for people who are kind of up and coming and hoping to get into the voice acting world? train 
get your butt in a class. There's so many wonderful coaches. There's so many wonderful people who are, like I said, there's a, there's a community of voiceover artists all over the world now because everything is digital and you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to go into a class anymore. Now you can do these things online. So there's really no excuse. Um, but I would say learn as much as you can from your fellow actors who are already doing it. One, train, get yourself a coach, learn about your inner clock so that you can do a spot in 15 seconds, do a spot in 30 seconds, do one in 45 and be able to do that repetitively because you're going to be asked to do it um, multiple times in different ways and you have to time yourself for those things. So learn that um, and practice, get yourself on mic, start recording yourself, reading things, all different types of things, whether it's character stuff, audiobooks, emails from your parents. It doesn't really matter what it is, just so long as you get yourself on tape and start listening to yourself. Yes, I love that so much. Um, okay, so tell everyone where they can find your podcast. You can find my podcast. It's called Disaster Human, and you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, all of the all of the regular regular places to find podcasts. Um, but yes, it's Disaster Human. Go listen. Fantastic. Oh, Broadway, here I come. Broadway, here I come. Broadway, here I come. Uh, oh my god what am I saying Uh, (laughs) I am so tired I'm on my like first cup of tea uh that's a thing okay so